You are listening to Sales Secrets with Gabe Larson. In this episode, we discuss how sales operations can be most effectively utilized by using big data, understanding the customer lifetime value, and collaborating with other parts of the organization. Hello, welcome everybody to the Sales Secrets Podcast. We're excited to get going today. We're going to be talking about leveraging effective sales operations to drive revenue and product uh, profitability. Excuse me. To do that, um, we brought on a gentleman by the name of Sri Chakravati, and he is currently the Vice President of Strategic Sales at Ashley Furniture. So, um, Sri, thanks so much for joining, and how are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Dave. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. Again, it's always fun to find someone, experts in their field, and this is such an important topic, strategic sales, operations, revenue. These are all words I think everybody's thinking about in their day-to-day business as far as sales and marketing is concerned. So uh, we'll dive into this topic in just a second. Before we do, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself, Shreen, what you do over there at Ashley Furniture? Sure. I'm the Vice President of Strategic Sales Operations with Ashley Furniture. I'm based in Tampa. And my expertise is in developing systems and processes that help grow sales profitably, increase efficiency, reduce costs. Nice. Uh, and that's my passion to, to work with sales and commercial operations and uh, achieve adoption and increase sales profitably. Wow, it'll be fun to dive in. And um, sometimes I like to ask people outside of work, um, passionate about anything, hobbies, um, fun facts about, about yourself. Sure. Uh, I'm an amateur baker. I, I love to put on an apron, get some flour, get the fixings. Kind of <laughs> I, I know I deal with numbers all day, but uh, when I get home, this is what I like to do. I like to look at recipes and measure and bake. Is that right? Oh, that's oh, yeah. awesome. What's your What's your go-to dish? If you had to cook one thing, what's kind of your favorite? I love to bake bread. Is it bread? Okay. Yeah, so right. I, I I try to get a nice crunch on it, and I you won't believe the kind of time I spend going through blocks <laughs> trying to figure out how to get a crunch or a particular texture. I love that. <laughs> All right. Well, next time I'm in Tampa, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to visit. Uh, we'll have some bread and jam. So. All right. Um, All righty. Well, let's dive into to this concept of leveraging effective sales operations to drive revenue and, and productivity or profitability. Um, I just wanted to start real quick. Sales operations is a little bit misunderstood sometimes to people. When, when you think of sales operations, what is the primary responsibility of, of sales operations in, 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 in an org or should be the primary mm-hmm. responsibility of sales you know, ops and organizations. You're exactly right in saying that, Gabe, because sales operation is a relatively newish function. This right. is not finance or production or sales or marketing. And inherently, it the responsibilities of sales operations are not very well defined. Yeah. So companies use this flexibility and they assign tasks to sales operations that fit their needs. Uh, in fact, I attended a sales ops conference recently, and I discovered that there were 16 different job descriptions among the 20 or attendees. So it's uh, <laughs> it's not very really well defined across the board. Uh, right. so I see uh, sales operations being a multi-function, multi-purpose function, if you will. There is more than one way to define its core responsibilities. Uh, but I would say if you stuck to the core tenets of work with sales to increase profitable sales, uh, work with operations to make sure sales and ops are aligned and work with management to ensure strategy is implemented. I would say those are the core tenets of sales operations. And then, you know, uh, you know each organization is welcome to 
interpret it as it. I, I love that, especially the word alignment. I just feel like if that group doesn't get aligned with some of its partners, it just, the whole thing seems to kind of crumble. Okay, so with that in mind, where do you start or how can organizations, and you've been around, again, sales for years and years, trying to get some of that goodness out of you, but how can uh, an organization utilize sales operations to really drive revenue and, and profitability? Where do you start? I would start with sales uh, because with the presence of big data now and all the tools that are available to analyze data and interpret it, sales are uh, uh, growing uh, getting new customers and, and growing sales should not be the responsibility of sales alone. Mm. Sales needs uh, a lot of support and intellectual horsepower to go through that data and point them to opportunities that exist uh, and so they can really focus their efforts. Yeah. So I would say that's the best place to start. Uh, to give you an example, uh, a demographic trend over the last few years is for folks to move from the north of the country to the south. Okay. So if you look at, say, the demographics of Chicago or New York, uh, people are moving away from the larger northern cities, Philadelphia, towards Tampa and Atlanta or Dallas or Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And similarly, people are moving out of the, uh, the California coast uh, towards Sacramento or Reno uh, and uh, Iowa and so forth, Idaho and so forth. So these are trends that affect everybody that caters to a population. If you're catering to, uh, say, pet food, uh, where do you see more pets? Where are people with pets? If you cater to products that are uh, for young children, where are families that are growing? So uh, sales alone would not be able to figure that out because sales people are focused either on a territory or on a customer. Uh, so how does one look at the big picture and see where these demographic shifts are and where one should be focusing their efforts? That's why you need someone to interpret that data and that. tells us people where to go. Yeah, I, I love that. It does seem like, you know, salespeople and <laughs> we have many salespeople listening on this call, so we won't we won't offend them, but they have to focus on what they do, you know, which is off, oftentimes relationships and fi- finding and, and, and obviously closing deals. But man, the deeper you get into that finding, they, I think, can run out of steam, right? To your point, you know, who should they target? When? How? Um, finding the right personas and without some support and data. And I loved your example because that's just, that tre- that's a little bit beyond the human capability. You're going to need some data and you're probably going to need some support to do that. I love that. Exactly. Think so, of a salesperson as an human sitting on a boat. And uh, with a fishing rod in the in the in the water, right. without that radar that tells them where the fish are, they may be in the wrong place and just sitting there for hours and not finding anything. So yeah. that's what I see sales operations role to be. Primary. Yeah, no, I, I I love that. Do you find um, so so you start with one one area that sales operations can really be le- leveraged effectively is on the data side and the, the analytics mm-hmm. side. What, what where do you go next after that? I would go to all customer-centric processes in two ways. So think of, uh, you know, you you have a customer, the salesperson gets in the order. From that point on, think of all the touch points that order has within the organization before the product gets shipped. Uh, There is uh, credit, there is finance, there is demand planning, invoicing, shipping. 
So you have customer service. So you have all these touch points within the organization before the order gets shipped. So the question is, what gets lost in transit? What slips through the cracks? So if you had someone that that is the conductor of this orchestra, if you will, that makes sure that everybody's in tune, everyone's in sync, nothing falls through the cracks, all processes are implemented well, that I would say is the second area where sales operations adds value. Okay, okay. So um, this it's kind of the whole customer life, so all the different touch points that maybe you're interacted with as that thing, that product goes through kind of the process. Um, do you have an example of that or something that um, sure. you've uh, seen companies think about as they've either struggled with that or experienced it? Sure. Let me give you a couple of examples. So a salesperson goes out and gets a large order and, and uh, he or she is happy. Uh, only that order never gets fulfilled because <laughs> that customer had run out of their credit limit. So credit refuses to let that order through. Mm. So here the salesperson is happy that they did their job, but the customer is angry that they will never get their order. And now customer service is facing a problem because the customer calls them and, and tells them that they have a problem which they can do nothing about. Yes. So the next time that salesperson goes to visit that customer, they are going to face a very angry customer. Where <laughs> so what do you do in a situation like this? This is where you need someone that has an eye on all these functions and that can tell the sales guy, hey, wait, don't get a large order from that customer before we get credit to make some adjustments So do whatever they need to do. Got it. Got Just it. As an is is there that that last part? Because that does seem like anytime there's handoffs between functions, you you know, much like a machine, um, you know, a assembly line machine, you're you're going to run into potentially some defects. Is that do you do you do you typically see companies overcome that with systems? Is it just great communication between functions? How have you how have companies figured out how to do that in a more optimal optimal way? You need systems, but systems cannot replace communication. Uh, and, and communication has to be uh, more uh, systemic, more process-oriented than not, uh, in that you need to have regular touch points whether you need them or not. Because the fact is, Gabe, we are living in an extremely complicated world now. Yeah. Uh, with all, you know, every uh, for every product, you and I as consumers, we go on Amazon for a pair of trousers, we want to see 15 different colors. Yeah. Each of those is a stockkeeping unit. Each of those is an item. Each of those comes from somewhere overseas, probably, and has a four to six month lead time. Uh, so you take all these complexities, hundreds and thousands of stockkeeping items spread over long lead times coming from large distances. How do you manage this? How do you manage this if you do not have the system to do it? And yet, if you rely only on the system, then that last bit of information that someone needs, that gets lost. Mm. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. You've got to always kind of have that combination of systems and process and people working together. Absolutely. So, so what is analytics too as you watch this customer life cycle and you have that partner in sales operations that, that could help with that? What's kind of number three or the third thing on your list there? The third thing on my list would be reporting and Salesforce automation. Okay. Um, so again, one of the offshoots of having a lot of data is we tend to err on the side of reporting too much. Hmm. So, so we are all familiar with email fatigue. The same thing happens with reporting fatigue. Uh, there's a report for everything, and then there's a report to report on that report. <laughs> so uh, everyone gets inured to those reports. Nobody looks at them anymore. Yeah. And at the end of the day, important information gets lost. So I think it was Steve Jobs that said it, that what you keep in is more important, uh, you know, and you have to figure out what you have to let go. 
So uh, the the less is more philosophy. So to that extent, sales ops should own reporting, not from the the not from a, 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 a the perspective of keeping an eye on someone, but yeah, accountability. Yeah, the vital information they need, but make sure they're not overwhelmed either. Interesting. Do you feel like um, it's certainly there? There's probably some examples that fall into that, but I'm interested in the how they do. It. How does how can sales operations um, work with sales to do that best? It sounds like maybe sales should really look at the reports, obviously from accountability metric, you know, making sure their team hits the numbers, et cetera. But sales operations just lays the foundation and almost as a thought partner to make sure that they just have the right reports and they get rid of the wrong reports. Is that kind of where it should go? I think that's where it should start. The the point where it should go is uh, what I would call just-in-time reporting okay. to feed the sales team the information they need when they want it. Mm. To give them that information a week in advance, it's lost. You give it to them a minute too late and it's a waste. Yeah. So figure out when someone needs what and deliver it to them. Got it. And that's Got where Salesforce automation comes into play because a CRM is the best way to make sure that the salesperson gets the information they need when they need it. Got it. Got it. Um, one kind of random question is we, we look to wrap here, Sri, but uh, having done this for a long time, is there certain reports in sales or in sales operations that you feel like are the key reports or maybe something that um, is often missed? Like, Gabe, I've worked with a lot of sales teams and the thing they miss um, that's very important is, you know, the commission structure, you know, reporting or the the top of funnel reporting. Is there something that comes to mind when, when I when I throw that out? Sure. I think the one thing that everybody looks at all the time is sales. Yeah. So sales growth in a day compared to the same day last year or compared to business plan or whatever the benchmark is. Sure. So that's a super important report. Everybody looks at that all the time. As to the one thing they miss, uh, people miss looking at things in terms of units. So you want to see how many dollars he grew or how many dollars he sold in a day. But what demand planning needs and what forecasting the supply chain needs is how many more units of something do I need to buy? Yes. So that translation between from dollars to units, that typically tends to get lost and that has serious consequences. Got it. Interesting. I love that. I love that. Um, especially on the importance, but also on the miss side. So, all right, Shri, well, our time comes to a close. Um, really appreciate you taking some time today just to, experience you know let the audience experience what you've experienced over your 20 plus year career in sales and sales operation strategy etc so if someone would like to learn a little bit more about you or maybe just follow up with a couple of questions what, what any recommendations or what would be the best way to do that sure i'd love to get questions and uh, dialogue with people and i learn a lot from them in the process uh, people are welcome to contact me on linkedin i'm happy to connect with them and answer any questions and hold a dialogue I love it. All right. Well, we'll make sure we include um, his LinkedIn in the show notes so that you can find that real fun talk track on leveraging effective sales operations to drive a revenue and profitability. So again, Sri, thanks so much for joining and for the audience. Remember, success is just one play away. To learn more about this topic and many other sales secrets, Come check out our resource center at resources.insidesales.com. Again, that's resources.insidesales.com. And thank you for listening to Sales Secrets with Gabe Larson.